Welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves. Through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences, we're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way that you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. This is a solo episode. Yep, it's me. I take some time in between guests to share thoughts, feelings, reactions, kind of what's going on in my life, what I'm working on, what's kind of happening, and bring it to some focus for you all, my audience, so that we can learn and grow together, right? I love having this space and forum to sometimes I have it a little bit pre-planned, but really this is my opportunity to allow for flow and allow, you know, myself to just go places. And that being said, the concept I want to explore this week with you all is my sense, my belief, my feeling that we are in relationship with everything in the world. Everything can, and I believe is, our teacher if we choose it to be, if we intend for it to be. You know, I've really been thinking about this, this ability we have as humans to really, we have so much choice, right? How we live our moments, how we live our days, how we interact with the world, so much of that is dictated by how we were raised, how we are wired, the space and place we are situated in this world in this lifetime. So I'm speaking from me, white, cis woman with a lot of privilege, right? So it's one of the the ways I show up in the world or, you know, kind of who I am, what I've been with. And so I'm saying this I think what we can explore is I I do believe the topic we're talking about has universality, right? That I think this is a concept that everyone and anyone on the planet can explore and decide and choose what it might mean to them. And I think that's the point, right? Like if we're, if I come from this standpoint or approach that I'm a student, I'm a student, an earth student, right? I'm a human being. And as a human being, my role is student, right? It's uh, that this time frame, this space, this place, this human body that I'm inhabiting at this moment, everything is my teacher and everything's here. Now, I also tend to lean, but probably even maybe more lean, believe that in the evolution of souls and in our evolution as And that my soul has a particular job in this lifetime or has particular potential and that it's ever evolving. And I'm not going to claim I know that or I have proof of that. It really just over the course of time just is something that keeps making sense to me. So in that regard, whether it's, you know, through the work of Jill Bolte-Taylor and her four characters of the brain, in particular that character four that really revealed to her and is scientifically shown that in our brains, we 
have the capacity and understand and have the lived experience that we're all connected, that there isn't this separation that we think we are from each other, from all inhabitants, animate, inanimate, everything that's happening around us, we're all connected. And, you know, we're part of not just this earth and this world, but the universe. And, you know, we can get really esoteric and big about it. But I'm mentioning Jill Bolte Taylor because I always feel like her work kind of grounds it and brings it back to like, yeah, like that's like what's happening in our brains, right? This isn't just a woo-woo kind of experience that, you know, some people like might say like, oh, they're just making it up. It's their imagination, this or that. So all that being said, I just think it's also a gas to live life from this perspective, from the space that everything is my teacher. And I can hear, if I open up to it, you know, the world is communicating with me. I have the potential to be in relationship right now. I'm in relationship with you. And this time you're not in this moment hearing this podcast, but you will at some point. So that means I'm communicating to you, to the you that is showing up to listen to this. And you're going to show up in whatever space you are. You might be doing one or two other things as you listen to this. You might be totally focused on it, but we have this choice and this ability to listen for what we need to hear, right? And when I come from a space of the asking the world for guidance, asking whether it's something specific that I'm needing or wanting, like I asked in my yoga practice this morning for guidance on how to be in my session that was going to be following that I was a little nervous about. And I asked that during that time, I receive some guidance and some messages and that I be open to those messages in the session, that I'm aware and awake enough to like not try and pre-plan or have something like an agenda set out for it, but that I could trust and allow myself to be listening It was a couple to them and what I needed, what they needed, you know, what was getting communicated, not just by our voices, but on every level and to follow that and, you know, trust it to whatever degree I'm, I'm willing and and able to do that. I also right before, I think there's ways we give ourselves permission to access messages and I will frequently do that through an Oracle card of some sort. I have quite an array and today it was the Kali, the Hindu goddess Kali deck that I have. And it was so perfect. It was so perfect. Just, and I only had time to catch kind of glimpses of it. And I just allowed whatever words popped out for me to also illuminate and help guide and, and help me be my fullest and, and best self as a coach to this couple. And I kind of was able to smile at different times when I felt like I was in sync you know, with those messages and with the space that we entered. And, you know, I helped and wanted to hold the container for deep truths and starting to look at things that have been in the background or in the shadow and, you know, some of the darker stuff. And that was exactly what this card was calling forth. So, you know, that type of thing. And I I also wanted to share another experience that I had to give up another example of this type of communication and listening, because I think we can pull messages from our dreams, from, as I said, you know, nature. And one, we can just 
receive the message of and just be in gratitude for beauty that's around us and allow that to nourish us and fulfill us. And then we can at times specifically play with. And, you know, there are people on this planet that have really honed the skills to listen to plants, to listen to animals and communicate in those ways and our dreams. And for me, this example that I wanted to share came about while I was on one of my I've calendared out and I have times in my calendar, you know, weekly. This was specifically a week that I was focusing on writing. And in case you haven't heard other episodes, I am in the process, in the midst of writing my first book. I say that first book other than dissertation, but, you know, my first book for the public. And, you know, it's going to be all about rewriting the mother code, everything that this platform, this podcast is about. And what often happens when I sit down to focus on writing is, gosh darn it, if I don't get tired, right? I can pretty much count on it that at some point during these writing sessions. And so I've learned to not resist that, not feel like, oh, you know, there's something wrong with me and and embrace it and say like, okay, I'm going to set a timer for 20 minutes and take a 20 minute meditation type nap. But I do that I try to add some consciousness to it. Like if I dream, like what messages I'm going to assume that, you know, that I need this little break or bit of time to like kind of go inward and into my unconscious. If there's anything there that wants to be shared or said, you know, so be it. Doesn't always happen. But this particular time I felt like uh, my request was answered because in this just brief moment during that time, and I kind of woke up to it, but like a bee and I, Maybe if you've seen, I I don't post about it a lot, but I have at various times shared things about how I'm just obsessed with bees and from the, just their dynamics, what they represent, how they've, I'll do like maybe a whole like episode on, and we can explore bees fully together because they're just these miraculous, magnificent beings through which like we really rely on. And there's so much a part of our environment that that we need and aren't taking care of. But that's a side, that's a side note. But they're they're pretty incredible. And in this dream, it was just really literally like a bee just coming like right up in my face and just there, right? And that and it and it kind of startled me and I woke up and that had happened. So I before I did anything else, I just opened my computer and started journaling in my computer and and literally like asked, like, thank you for coming to me in my dream. What's your message? You know, my little bee friend, what is your message? And I'm literally going to read what I wrote at that moment. And then I've written a couple times on it. But so this is what flowed for me from that. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. 
And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go, it's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. I have much to say. Just like there are misconceptions about me, the bee, there are misconceptions about birth. The automatic response when I come into a space the bee, when the bee comes into a space is fear and pain. And that's one of those wired responses, right? Culturally, like we have been cultured and it doesn't mean we maybe didn't have an experience where a bee stung us and some people are highly allergic. So we're not saying there isn't some reason to have trepidation around a bee, but for the most part, and this is you know what the bee went on to say, only when provoked or as a last resort, do I cause pain. I like to say hello. I am curious. Sometimes you people smell like flowers. I'm confused, right? So that whole aspect, and I, you know, then went on for myself to kind of think about that and be with the fact that that is so much like birth, right? We're wired to believe like our first thing that we think about around birth is fear and pain. Talk to most women and they will say, it's a common response. I know it because when I share that I had a home birth without medication, people are like, oh my gosh, like that sounds terrifying. And why would you do that? And I, I we're just like, it's just a knee jerk reaction. And for us to think like, no, <laughs> right. And that's something we've been trained to believe. We've been trained and inundated and enough time has gone by where like that's just unconsciously like our go-to for it without any level of exploration, without any of our own curiosity to explore like, oh, 
is that something I should think about or consider or what could be the possibilities? Just like with a B, right? Like what are the possibilities? What are the parameters where I can interact with a B? And and there are ways, you know, there are ways that we've come to be able to connect and interact. And if you see, I've read a few, some things on, you know, beekeepers and stories and, you know, when they're in that space, like they might still wear covering, like just in case something happens that they're not expecting, but many of them don't need to. And our resonance and their resonance can coexist and they can be on us, they can crawl on us. And if we show fear, that's going to provoke them. Like our energies are so connected that that trigger response in them we're off to the races and that can also happen in birth. Like if we're just in this state of fear and even if things are going well and then something happens and then we go into that fear space, I mean, there's, there are studies and statistics that show, you know, that a woman who's been laboring at home and everything's going fine and well and transfers to the hospital labor stalls. It's a very different atmosphere and resonance. And, you know, when you pull up to a place in the shining lights, I'll say emergency and, you know, and ambulances, and it's going to evoke that space and that's going to reverberate in our bodies. And I think that was really striking to me to to put those two together and to hold that. Well, then the other aspect that the bee told me about was to also explore how they live in community. You know, it's their togetherness that brings equilibrium. Like everybody works together. They can't survive on their own. There's no single unit B apartments, right? The buildings aren't such that like you're off on your own. And it is a community. They are, people have their roles and their jobs and everybody, you know, works in accordance. And that resonance and that humming and that together has also been shown like when you're around it, it's has a calming effect on us humans. So rather than the fear and the provocation and the fear that they're all about inflicting pain and it's, and, you know, if we come near their hive and of course there's some protection, if they feel like they're going to get threatened, like wouldn't any of us protect our home? Like, of course we would, but otherwise, you know, and we're in the right space and energy and we can be around that space. It's shown to have just huge effects on, reducing anxiety, relaxing us, getting into a harmonious space right with the bees. And I recently, well, recently as in probably just this year, maybe last year, came across something called bee beds. So you can actually, there are places that have set up a whole space where the hives are in, in a space, but then you can come into a space that doesn't have direct contact with the bees, but you kind of like are on top of them and you can lay on top of the resonance of the hives and not worry about provoking them. And I don't know if they know that you're there, but they know that they're safe and you know that you're safe. So until we're all at a space where we can like really be in relationship, these have been set up and I'm hoping to try. There's where I'm taking a trip to Ireland in December so I will definitely let you know if we're able to, if they're running them at that time, and I can have this experience of being on the beds and let you know what that's like. But I just think there's just so much that we decide how it is, whereas there's all these other, this more expanded experience that we can have when we let go or willing to explore 
other possibilities and other options and not just be fixated like, nope, if he comes near me, I should kill it, or they're just scary and and bad. Even though we know they provide this amazing, sweet, beautiful food for themselves, but you know, that we take part in and can last forever and ever. They've recently found honey for that's 3,000 years old and it's perfectly safe and, and good to eat. So I think the bees kind of have some things figured out and know, and I'm sure, and I would like to keep exploring more and more messages. This was, I've had a few encounters and I have put myself near beehives in a bee suit, um, not quite there yet and feeling like I'm in resonance with them, but, you know, willing to kind of explore and get near them and test some of my own break through some of my own fear and barriers to break those beliefs. So this is the space I want to leave you in and have you think about, be with, like I'm connecting it to birth because that's a place and, but it also generalizes obviously to motherhood, anywhere where we have a fixed opinion on something. And then when somebody else brings in another possibility, am I open to it? Am I open to exploring and hearing you know, what they have to say about it, or there's more to it than I realized. And be the student of life. Be someone, be someone who occasionally, you know, looks at and looks around at their surroundings and sees what's possible and and ask questions of their dreams, of nature, of of course other people, but of people that have passed in our lives. I'm really just starting to explore that too, like communicating with those in my life that have gone before me and asking them for guidance and help. I just think there's a lot more support, a lot more guidance. There is no scarcity. There are so many possibilities for our evolution, our not to feel alone, to feel like we're supported. The world is an abundant, beautiful place. And yes, we have our problems and our issues, but we are so capable of overcoming them if we start opening up and listening. And I hope this resonates with you and and you can take it someplace that's meaningful for you. And I would love to hear what those places are. I would love to hear what you make of this. And you can do that any number of ways. You can do that by going on Instagram at at Dr. Gertrude Lyons and DMing me. You can do that by going to my website and signing up for my newsletter to find out and connect with me there. There's a way to to connect and reach out to me on my website, drgertrudelyons.com, or just respond to this podcast. Would love to hear from you. So please reach out and let me know what's going on in, in your field and what you're resonating with and how this, you know, what you're making of this as you bring it into your life. Till next time, blessings. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Rewrite the Mother Code. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, to find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'll see you next time. 